Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff Jarrett. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? It's SummerSlam week. I'm busy, but I'm confident because JTJ is greater than, greater than symbol FTF. Is it? I yes. mean, obviously. Yes, it, I mean, obviously. What the yes, hell, man? Well, I'm just, I'm just a bit concerned with the SummerSlam rule. Like, it, it, obviously, I'm Team JTJ. Yes. Always. Jam that jam. I'm you with you until the end. I'm, I'm wearing the T-shirt. I am with you until the end. I have been with you through thick and thin, and I will walk on glass. If you told me to walk on glass, I would be like, absolutely boss this is what best friends do walk on glass i haven't got any here but i am a i'm just a bit concerned about SummerSlam. so i i'm putting out a call i know you're you're all the podcats you're all the pod swafters stole podcasts from someone else adam <laughs> buxman thank you but you're our guys we need you on the live stream reactions for SummerSlam, and make sure that hashtag jtj jam that jam wins so we don't have to rebrand wrestle talk with ftf f that f because yeah. which, which and look as i said i will do anything you ask me to do but i do think this might have been your most reckless decision yet and i was with you for 500k day hey man that's a deep cut who who thought who could possibly foresee trying to bring five different, very busy people on at the same time. Names like Don Callis, Brian Zane, Grado, Kenny. Who was that? Joe. Joe Hendry. <laughs> Who would have thought that wouldn't come together in a, in a coherent way? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think anyone could have made that mistake. This one, you've got to remember, it's not just... 
that the idea that FTF could become the new channel slogan, which it can't, it won't, it'll demonetize the channel. It's it's more about getting rid of it. That's what we're doing right. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. we are, we're looking to banish yeah. FTF for good. And we need your help in order to do that. Um, what we also need your help with is listening to the upcoming review because we've got to talk about Raw. Um, not a great episode. Uh, I think it must be said. I think that's fairly unanimous uh, feelings on the show, but let's find oh, out. Don't say yeah. that. As, if, as soon as you say that, everyone's going to suddenly come out and say they loved it. We're going to get tweets. All the live chat is going to be about how great this episode was. What a fantastic go-home episode to Raw. Well, let's find out. Here is the show. Mustafa Ali has been buried on Raw. It's uh, It's been even shorter than normal. Last month, we had Ali make his return to WWE. After being off TV for most of 2020, he jumped brands from SmackDown, where he was rumored to be the identity behind the SmackDown hacker, an angle that was dropped, and then he moves across to... I've just started to play over on another screen where he just he, he jumps over to, to Raw and it's like, hey, he's oh, gone straight into. Me. What's oh, up? No, sorry. Sorry. No, ignore me. Carry on. He's gone straight into the US title picture. He's feuding with MVP, who was kind of the US champion back then. I can't remember. Maybe he's going to be in the mix of all the diversity division in WWE, which is rather beautifully, ironically, the United States championship picture. So all of this is happening. And God damn it, I got suckered in again. I thought, hey, they might actually be pushing Ali. But then came the reports and we saw it play out that he's wrestling a match here and there on main event with Ricochet. He didn't really feature at all last week. And now here, he's back into the United States title picture. He's in this six-man elimination tag match. And he is first eliminated in a matter of moves by Bobby Lashley. Not just squashed, but let's be honest, buried. Yeah, this also includes that he had a match on main event where he lost to Riddick Moss. So... And there was a report, uh, I think it was last week or maybe the week prior, that Vince has already given up on Mustafa Ali, um, doesn't really see any potential in him. So, which kind of begs the question, what do you bother bringing him back for and giving him like that big return angle with Ricochet and Cedric? Because now they're just a, a group of mates who will just feel like losers, basically. With the greatest respect to uh, Riddick Moss there beating... Ali. He is Raw Underground's Riddick Moss. Like, I have no problem with Moss picking up a win here. He's a main eventer soon. But yeah, Ali in general. It's it's just, it's depressing. There's, and they're running this storyline with Cedric Alexander in the mix of all this, because this, this division has Apollo, Ricochet, Alexander, they're kind of a lame tag team, and Ali on one side, and you've got the Hurt Business on the other. The Hurt Business. It's got MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and... Bobby Lashley. And then, like, awkwardly, 
Akira Tozawa and R-Truth will often run through these segments, trading the 24-7 title back and forth with Shelton Benjamin too. So there's all of your diversity in one neat section there of the of the episode. But yeah, you, I... It feels like they're doing the storyline with Cedric Alexander, the one where MVP is playing off the fact that he's often left on the sidelines. Ricochet's the brightest star, but really that storyline doesn't work because it's not like Ricochet has done much this year. I know he's he got a title match against Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown, but I feel like that story would be better served for Ali, who's now gotten lost in the shuffle. I like this comment from um, Sandman Sizzle that just said, uh, Ali is done. He got Umberto'd. That's exactly it. But with Umberto, Umberto was a completely fresh face. And, you know, sometimes that was too much too soon in matches with Seth Rollins and Andrade, AJ Styles. That was it. AJ Styles beat him so much. Um, with, With Ali... You know, he's proven himself on 205 Live. He's proven himself with SmackDown. And we talked about this last week. Well, me and Andy talked about it on SmackDown uh, for the SmackDown review. And that is, if WWE don't start pushing you by now, you are never going to be pushed beyond a certain division. And that's what's happened to Ali here. Like, he's got a... Ali, Chad Gable, Cedric Alexander, Ricochet. If you really want to make a go of your wrestling career, you can't do it in WWE. It's just a, it's just a fact that you've got to realize now. Yeah, I mean, and you could say that perhaps we're being too negative uh, about this. The, the all we're doing is, is constant negativity. But I think this has really come to lightness with us recently because we're doing a patron review of SummerSlam 2010. And the opening match on that card is... Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston for the IC title. And you fast forward 10 years later and they're both still in the mid card. Yeah, they Mm. may have had world title runs, but they were never like the main event world title runs. Kofi was never the top champion in WWE. He was the third most important thing on SmackDown when he was the champion. Dolph was never the top guy when he was pushed. So those guys have just been either mid-card or lower mid-card for 10 years, which basically means in 10 years' time, in the year 2030, Mustafa Ali, Chad Gable, Umberto Carrillo, Ricochet, Cedric will just be in the exact same position they are now, but they might have had, if they're lucky, a couple of months title reign where they're not pushed to the top guys. Because I think there's this mentality where, hey, they're still really early on in their career. If they just keep at it, then, you know, they'll work their way up the mid card and you'll work your way into the main event scene. That's historically how it's always been done. You don't you very rarely go into the main event scene on day one and you dominate Uh, or you do it very or do it over a very short period of time. But I think, yeah, it's it's watching back SummerSlam 2010 and seeing all of that mid-card who had so much promise, so much potential, people who got genuinely over with the crowd. They they took the brass rings, you know? The thing mm-hmm. that WWE always says, that's what you've got to do, that's the prerequisite to us pushing you. They got the brass rings, and then nothing happened to them. And they're at the same place, arguably even a little bit lower than they were 10 years ago. So, yeah, it's... It is what it is. 
we we, got, we talked about this on the SummerSlam show, which will be out for Patreons hopefully <laughs> this week, but possibly early next week, is that really in WWE, if you're going to be a top guy, you need to have been picked out as a top guy when you went in. Like mm. Randy Orton, when he went into WWE, was picked out to be a top guy. Batista was picked out to be a top guy. John Cena, you know, I mean, yeah, he nearly got fired after his pretty terrible babyface run early on. But they brought him in to have that feud with Kurt Angle and be a top guy. They'd already sort of picked him out. But if you're coming in like Cedric Alexander, you're not picked out to be a top guy. Ricochet is a great example of this. Never going to be anything more than a mid-card guy in mm. WWE. No matter how good he is, no matter how talented he is, they looked at him and was like, nope, you're a mid-carder. And that is it. That's the brand that you get. And you can throw Kofi Kingston all you want. Kofi Kingston was a mid-carder and still is a mid-carder in WWE's eyes. He's never going to be a main event level talent to them. No matter how no matter how connected you get with the crowd, Zack Ryder was more over with the crowd than anyone in the WWE roster is today. And he was never going to be a main event guy. Rusev is another one. Oh, like, yeah. Did you hear Rusev tell the story recently? Like, you know, the, basically the Vince thought that we were like, the Rusev Day was a joke on him and that we were all in on the joke. We weren't cheering mm. for him. We were, we were making fun of him. Uh, so yeah, they they never saw him as a top guy. Yeah, it's but you know it works on the other end as well. Drew McIntyre is an example of someone who was very publicly declared as the chosen one. Someone WWE saw value in initially. It took a while to get there, but it has now happened in a big way. And yeah, I did. I just I feel like it's. I can't, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let myself get invested in certain people in WWE anymore because I just they're never gonna get pushed in the way I think they deserve their talents deserve I've gonna if I was looking up around the card not as bad as Ali and Ricochet in the way they've been treated but I don't think Andrade and Angel Garza are ever gonna get beyond a certain level which is Cesaro is another one Cesaro is oh, gonna be yeah, forty. Uh, I think he's turning 40 very soon. This is, yeah. he's not got long left with the way he wrestles. Five years or so, he's never going to be what he should be in that company. No. But there's an interesting comment here from uh, Jobby JJ uh, that says Steve Austin was never a top guy, but ended up as the top guy because WWE brought him in mm. to be a mid card, you're the ringmaster technician. Austin ended up being a top guy by accident because he wasn't supposed to win King of the Ring 1996, but the curtain call happened, so they went with someone else instead. Triple H was the guy they'd picked. He was the top guy that they had chosen to, to you know, run with the company. Steve Austin got over by accident. Difference is, they ran with that momentum. They saw it get over, was like, that's getting pretty hot. Let's go with it. I don't think WWE today would see that guy, that sort of like organic fire and be like, yeah, let's run with that. I don't think they'd give it a go. That, that's misremembered though, that that sort of run for Austin. It wasn't that quick. You know, it was still like no. six months, a year later before they finally well, started. Two years later. Yeah, before they finally started getting behind him properly. I mean, Becky Lynch, they kind of did do it recently. Uh, but it's so rare. It's so rare for WWE to change their initial impressions on someone. But even Becky Lynch was not the chosen girl. No, Charlotte no. was the chosen girl to, to be it. Like that, 
like they did not want Becky Lynch in that WrestleMania main event, but really were left with no other choice after we were like, no, this is what we want. They were like, no, 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 it's it's really Ronda versus Charlotte. That's the WrestleMania main event with this with Becky Lynch's sort mm. of there as well, I guess. But they did. I I think that's disingenuous because they did go with her eventually. She won both the belts. She she had a whole year on top really after that. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lockdown has been hard on lots of people, but it's also been tough on, tough on, well, you know. My big hairy balls, Luke. Yes, yes, your your big hairy balls, Ollie. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for providing the best materials to give you the best manscaping experience possible. This could be the greatest ball shaving of all time. Hygiene is super important in this, the new now. And the perfect package essentials kit by Manscaped comes with everything you need. High performance USB rechargeable body trimmers with its advanced skin safe technology, which is far more impressive than WWE's AI nonsense at their pay-per-views and it's not just your big hairy balls that need sorting out you also need to look at your big your big hairy nails or your i guess your long hairy nails or you know your big 
Your big long nails. Along with the perfect package kit, you should also order the Shears 2.0, a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slashed tipped tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Enroll in the Peak Hygiene Plan for quarterly replenishments of your favorite products and get 20% off your order using the code WTTV. There's even free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code WTTV. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WTTV for 20% off your order. Your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. Patreon shoutouts. Thank you to our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. I think he's talking to you. Damien Thompson, woohoo. Lovely stuff. The Joker, Dave Heath. Thank you, Dave. How do you like them apples? Marcel Durer. I love them, mate. They tasted great. Uh, the Real Boss, Matt Robinson. Thank you. The Monster Among Patreons, Brian Strowman. Brian. They drew first blood, not me, Grace Rambo. Thank you. Very much. The Long Con. The Long Con. Josh Conley. Oh, thank you very, very much. Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Thank you. Former star athlete, now head coach, Landell Branson. Lovely stuff. Always leave the crowd wanting, Brian Moore. Thanks, Brian. Jam that, James Dillon. You're a winner. Jam that jam. And lastly for now, have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. That's a clever oh, that's one. That's good. Well done. That is good. Um, but let's let's get on with your super chats about this episode of Raw, and that, then we'll get on with the full play-by-play review. Now, before we started this, we were experiencing some technical difficulties. There were a few rumours that Sean Ross Sapp was trying to get in the feed, but don't worry, we've got some security guys on the front door. We've got two security guys there. They're this on the front live, door. Mm. a live feed of actual security guards that are outside the uh the, the wrestle talk hq production truck so that we won't get any interference from from sean it's not going to happen yeah, i think we're safe there so let's get on with your super chats lester wink two three if ali and ricochet were buried any deeper they'd have to look up to see raw underground hey. that's a good joke oh, i don't want to steal that for next week uh We've got Vandalia, 1998. Do you think Ali would have been pushed last year if the injury hadn't happened and the Kofi thing hadn't happened, or would it have not lasted long? Fantastic question. I forgot about this. It is an interesting question, but I still don't think... No, I think he would have... Because the Ali story was supposed to come to an end because the match that they had was Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. So Ali's WWE title push would have been through Elimination Chamber and then end there. 
because the story they were doing was Owens and Brian, and then whatever they would have done with it after that. But Kofi Mania got hot, so they went with Kofi Mania instead. Well, apparently Brian really wanted to work with Ali as well. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? Yeah, he kept, yeah. he kept he kept pinning Brian, mm. and like the Mustafa Ali story. Since then, he got injured, came back, cut weeks and weeks and weeks of promos that went nowhere. Like, do you remember all those cool promos? Good that he promos was as well, yeah. yeah. Great promos that led to nothing. So then he was going to be the SmackDown hacker, which led to nothing. I know some people are writing their own version of history that <laughs> is now tied to Retribution, but really, and yeah, and now he's just on Raw getting beaten by the bigger lads well speaking of meh tribution who 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 came up with that joke i've already forgotten i, I thought you wrote it down one second <laughs> it was the ghost uh, something someone on twitter came uh, up with it it was noah mason house of lucy noah mason noah came mason meh meh tribution we are rechristening them metribution uh will hayes says metribution attacked the production van Show carries on as normal. Why didn't this happen at the end of the show? They, they weren't trying to end the show. They were trying to send them to an ad break, which they mm. were successful in. They got what they wanted for that evening and were like, right, that's our, that's our night done, lads. It's not looking good. Reese Johnson, meh, Tribution has already got go away heat from me. That's no good. Yeah, uh, and Spencer yeah. O, I wish commentary would just call Retribution Retribution instead of the group that calls themselves Retribution. <laughs> no, that's their tagline. That's their mm. name now. It's like uh, she calls it the rear view. That's what <laughs> Naomi's move was called for a long uh. time. Uh, shall we get on with the rest of the play-by-play of the episode here? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, to that leads, it leads us quite nicely into Retribution mm. because, like, this, the start of the show, like, the first 10 minutes of this show were very much sort of about Retribution because the intro was all screwed up, darn you, Retribution, like, messing up all the graphics. And then Drew came out to do a promo uh, there's new sound effects on Drew's entrance music. He's got like a, a sword like going, going across. I want him to start coming out with a sword. When he gets oh. that WrestleMania entrance next year, full on Jon Snow leading a charge of wildlings. And he's cutting this promo, even makes a reference to the uh, with a tear in my eye, uh, uh, Ric Flair promo. But then graphics start to appear on the screen. They start sort of showing replays. They start sort of showing the start of the show again. They kind of cut to picture in picture with replays. And it kind of kind of takes a little bit away from uh, Drew's promo a little bit to put a focus on Retribution. And then it cuts to the production truck with Retribution going in there and terrorizing the team uh, to shout at them to go to the commercial break. And they go to the commercial break. They come back. And that was the last we saw of Retribution on hmm. this night. They are an inconsistent group of attackers. <laughs> yeah, who hate SmackDown. <laughs> like here, here they, you know, they, they play a few promos out of order. It was quite well done the way they showed technical glitches. It was quite realistic. I don't know if you've played Metal Gear Solid 2, but near the end of that game, the fabric of the game itself starts to unravel, where it says you're playing a game, turn off the console, and it plays various graphics from the loading screen, stuff that shouldn't be happening 
within the game. I got similar vibes from that. I thought that was well done. Uh, and then when they came back, it was a very paired back production. MVP's promo next and the Hurt Business was just like a couple of hard cams. And it took a while before someone got uh, a sort of handheld to go in and shoot the close-ups. I liked the way that was presented. But yeah, it was... Then they weren't seen again. Well, okay. So I really liked the way that it was presented as well. It really kind of added this sort of chaos feel to it. The WWE were scrambling to, to get this done. But all the while Oscar Thinker was like, wow, they've really improved the production of this show now because <laughs> it's one static shot. I can see the ring. There's no horrible zooms. There's no this camera's not moving around. It was very, very watchable for, for a little while. They actually retribution improved the show for me somewhat. A baby face turn for Metribution. <laughs> it's happened. So we've had this coming in. We had this email uh, that came in from Tobias, um, who was kind of talking about retribution. Mm. And a few people have presented this theory as well, where we're sort of like, because we were talking that retribution has presented this sort of pathetic mid-card act of lame actions. And the the kind of running theory through a lot of people is that it's modeled on the ongoing protests of uh, against racism, police crimes, uh, and the government. And it's basically the McMahon family parodying protests as lame things so they have given them lame things to do because they think the protesters in america at the moment are lame mm. could be that could definitely be a thing or it could just be vince half watching the news thinking this is like getting a spark of an idea and just doing a version of it i don't think they're doing this and thinking retribution and math I think they're doing it thinking retribution looks cool in what they're doing. And oh, what a scourge that the locker room have to unite against. Drew McIntyre did that afterwards. Uh, I don't love the idea of babyface champions being like, oh, it's up to me and my duty to make sure everyone in the locker room is looked after. Uh, I kind of prefer the more just like badass champions. I've, you know, mm -hmm. I've sort of gone through the, the John Cena era of... I love WWE more than myself uh, way of doing things. But, you know, that all the baby faces are there. There's a few heels as well. Akira Tozawa, Titus O'Neil's there. And then Seth Rollins sort of had a confrontation with True, saying, I'm the locker room leader here. And I think that is setting up Drew's post-SummerSlam feud, regardless of whether he has the title or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, perhaps. I, I certainly think so. I think they really were setting the seeds here for some more Seth versus Drew down the line because we had that just after Drew won the title. But to mm. be honest, I think Seth is doing some really great work at the moment. I really like the, the his Messiah gimmick. So yeah, I, I'd quite like to see him go out up against Drew. Granted, I don't think Drew's walking out of um, SummerSlam as WWE champion, mm. unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, 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 some of this, I, as I said, I thought some of this presentation of Retribution, Metribution, was actually pretty good in terms of sort of how they played it and made it look real. But overall, I did think it was pretty lame because they just sort of, they were here for 10 minutes and then left. They just don't feel pretty chaotic. And this show, I don't know about you, but I found this show exhausting to watch because there was so much going on hmm. in this show. So, so much. Like they were playing two segments at the same time. In several moments, they were doing two segments at the same time, and it was exhausting. Yeah, sometimes it was, and sometimes it came at the detriment of what was going on in the ring, uh, chiefly the 
Natalia and Mickey James match, which I, I was actually looking forward to seeing, and they just focused in on Seth Rollins having an argument with Samoa Joe on commentary. Uh, but mostly, I, th- I thought I thought it was okay. I, th- I, I was more let down by the overall good angle to go into SummerSlam. You know, for a go-home show, I thought this left a lot lacking. But we'll carry on with, with where we got to. Uh, the Hurt Business have cut that promo in the ring. MVP blames Apollo Crews for meh tribution. And they uh, that Apollo comes out and he has a match with Shelton. If, Shel- if Apollo wins, that means no Shelton or Bobby Lashley at ringside for SummerSlam. And he won because our truth ran through the ring. <sighs> yeah, so our truth distracted Shelton Benjamin to allow Apollo Crews to pick up the win. Shelton Benjamin obviously beat Apollo Crews last week. And then Truth runs back into the ring and um, Shelton hit the pay dirt on him to win the 24-7 title. And then there was a challenge to a six-man tag elimination match because uh, we also had um, the other lads, the, the Losers Club, run out. We had uh, Ricochet yeah. and Cedric and, and Ali, Ali run out to kind of make mm. the save. Yeah, to make the save a little bit. Uh, after that, Thunderdome was announced as a thing. I want to get a lightning thunder effect. Thunderdome uh, is going to be a thing. And that's because from this Friday SmackDown, everything's going to be taking place in the Amway Center. Have you seen any of the sort of videos? Showcasing I've not, the no, set? I've not, but I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a really interesting way. Like, and I think that maybe they've nailed it. Maybe, like, you know, Kevin Dunn did an interview about that. That's how sort of serious WWE are taking. Mm. Kevin Dunn does not do interviews. God, I can imagine there'd be a list of people that would love to interview Kevin Dunn. But I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Thunderdome uh, brings to WWE. Yeah, I, it's. I imagine it's just going to be a sort of superficial presentation in that it's not going to be tied to a new theme or direction for Raw. You know, kind of like how Raw Underground has its set inherently tied to the concept. Um, But yeah, I'll see. I I kind of do want it to just be... I I just want them to say, you know what? Jam it. Let's just have this pretend it's a post-apocalyptic world outside of the Thunderdome and all these people come to fight for water or oil or whatever precious resource they need it's just a branding name like it's they rather than call them led boards and virtual fans they've called them the thunderdome like the presentation of wwe will be exactly the same The big video screen on the 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 Titan Tron. Yeah, I've <laughs> got a. You mean you mean the big it's... building where the headquarters is? Titan Towers. Oh, you mean uh, wrestling sports entertainment? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Certainly curious, but uh, I've, I've I've become quite. It's an end of an era, in a way. This episode oh, yeah. of Raw I've become yeah, quite comfortable in the performance center. Banging on the plexiglass. Yeah, gonna miss the plexiglass. Naya should have just destroyed it all. Why didn't Retribution tear down the entire performance center? You because can they write only hate SmackDown. You can write out the performance center here. Ah. Come on, bloody performance center! Not putting anyone out, putting anyone over on the way out. The veterans of these days. <laughs> uh, Angel Gaza then had, <coughs> excuse me, a thing with Ivar. Well, the Bachelor's Demi Burnett is seemingly trapped in the performance center. <laughs> uh, she's been there for three weeks now. So that's two separate 
taping rotations unless they recorded these in advance. Ivar's flirting with her with a giant turkey leg. Angel Garza's flirting with her with a rose. They have a match. And there was a bit of shenanigans with Zelina Vega and uh, Garza won with a really cool looking drop kick to the side of the head. A new finisher for him. Yeah, which uh, really puts over the Viking Raiders looking cool in Raw Underground. Yeah, but, you know, Andrade and Gaza, they're fighting for the tag team titles. You want to, they what, They better win everything on this show. <laughs> but yeah, so like this, this sets up kind of a, a bit of a show long storyline that mm. they, they had for this, <clears throat> which is playing up against this who poisoned Montez Ford. So Joe explains, because Dawkins is on the screen with, what's her name? Demi. Demi Burnett. Demi Burnett, thank you. Uh, she's been on three weeks and I still don't know her name. She does bad acting is what she does. But um, Joe, like Dawkins is on the screen and he says, we've got some video footage that you're going to want to see. And Samoa Joe explains to Zelina Vega that because of retribution, kind of like how we have here, um, they like with our security or outside, just going to thanks guys there, keeping so us safe. Thank you very much. Uh, that they because of the the heightened security, they're putting cameras where you wouldn't expect cameras to be. Hmm. And what we found out when we cut backstage is that Dawkins is showing uh, Demi Burnett the the her phone, and they play this video that is Vega seemingly putting something into Montez's Ford's drink. And Charlie Caruso sort of says, hey, that's pretty damning evidence against you there. And uh, Vega says, no, I think Charlie Caruso is behind this. And then Montez Ford uh, returns, jumps in, and they have a little scuffle to lead to a match later on. <coughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll might as well talk about that match. Came a lot later on, actually. Uh, the Was it the match before the main event? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Ford just beat Andrade in pretty quick fashion uh, when Bianca Belair attacked Vega on the outside. Ford did, did this insane dive over the top rope, you know, when he gets so much height on it. It looks like he's just going to go right into the center of the earth, 90 degree angle down. He gets that last minute flip onto his feet. But yeah, Ford beat Andrade here. Dawkins won last week. Bianca Belair's laying out Vega. There's, there's no heat going into the SummerSlam tag title match now. The the Profits keep winning. Uh, I mean, I've got, I had two notes for that match, which was Blair attacks Vega, Ford wins. Mm. And it's, um. so you you were saying on our, the predictions here, you don't think it was Zelina Vega that poisoned Montez Ford because they sort of played it up that it was her in this show. But I've got to think, this story can't be that Bobbins. That they would spend three weeks being like it wasn't her, then just be like, no, it was her. Yeah, I well, that's maybe that's my folly in thinking that it can't be just that. <laughs> Surely there's got to be a proper payoff here. I think that so the positioning of the camera was very telling for me. Her back's to the camera; she's obscuring where she's doing so allegedly doing the deed. And when she leaves, there's the sort of Street Profits crown and the red cup, which she allegedly has tampered with. I think that was staged in that way. So there's an out. And Ve yes. Vega denied it, but she didn't I, She didn't deny it in a way where someone was telling the truth. It still seemed like she was lying. 
So I don't know what they're going for, really. I don't I don't think I think it will be revealed that someone else is behind the poisoning, though. And I think it'll be retribution to get I'd like to see the, that, yeah. the tag titles. And you could do that reveal at SummerSlam as well. Mm, because yeah. if, if, it also felt weird that they brought Montez Ford back the, you know, the week before SummerSlam rather than try and build some injury to be like, will Montez Ford even make it to SummerSlam? To yeah. be like, no, no, he will be there. And also he, he'd be Andrade again. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got uh, Natalia and Mickey James. Already kind of spoken about it. I was looking forward to Mickey James's in-ring return. I love Nikki, Mickey James. I really liked Lana and Natalia's act last week. Lana's filming everything on her phone. They're social media influencers. Near 40-year-old Natalia, social media influencers. And Seth comes down with Buddy and just starts yelling at Samoa Joe about, do you know if Rey Mysterio's here or not? Because Samoa Joe, his new gimmick, by the way, is he knows everything. If you want to know if someone's in the building or if someone's poisoned someone, you go to Joe. You ask Joe. And everyone else is like, well, what's happening? Like to Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton, they didn't know what was going on. Well, Corey Graves is on SmackDown now, so someone needs to fill in the I know I know all the mm. ins and outs of it. Yeah, he's Corey Graves from a few years ago. He's going to tell Kurt Angle very soon that he knows his, <laughs> uh, his secrets. He's going to get or- like phone calls and be like, Oh no, I've got to leave for a moment. It was Big Cass who who beat up Enzo Amore. Yeah, it's it's lazy story uh line, unfortunately. We'll see. Uh that there was nothing really else to talk about there. Mickey James lost via count out. Yeah, which is a such a lame for so is she Very back for finish. good now? Is she back for a while? No idea. Um so I I, I don't really know about that. Uh, and have you noticed that uh, WWE have got a new gimmick that they're trying out? They tried out for this week. So uh, no entrance. Uh, which one? All the matches. Really? Mac- well, we didn't get an entrance for the Hurt Business. They were just standing in the ring. <coughs> and then Apollo Crews came out for that segment to lead into the yeah. match. Anson and Gaza didn't get entrances. James and Natalia didn't get entrances. The golden role models in the next segment were standing in the ring. Oh no, they did get those. They did get entrances. Mm. Seth Peyton got an Royce entrance. Ru- Peyton Royce and Ruby Riot didn't get an entrance, and I don't think that the six-man tag later on got entrances either. And I don't think Andrade and Ford got entrances either. Wow, Retribution really did a number on that truck. <laughs> they they deleted all of the the video trons and the music. God damn them. They, on- unsigned them out of spotify and they could remember the oh, login for the pro version as their dastardly ways know no limits um <laughs> just a sort of psa here just been messaged uh, we were setting up the ftf or jtj vote for the live reactions on SummerSlam uh this sunday please join us and help us make jam that jam win the vote but apparently the bot has developed sentience and just started asking people to vote for JTJ or FTF. Thank you for everyone who did vote. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I did. It won't count that. until Sunday. I did spot that going into that. I just assumed it was rich trialing things. I was mm. like, that's a smart way of doing it. Just trialing it out and see if it works in the live yeah. environment. No, no, it's just it's just a Skynet uh, taking over. So after <laughs> that, we got one of my favorite things on the show. They are every week. It's the women's division. 
I know that Asuka is facing both Bailey and Sasha Banks for the titles. Sure, that takes away a spot from someone on SmackDown. And I agree, that is a bit crappy. However, it's not like there's been a big feud or someone's particularly over over there to make it worth it. And I'm really into the Asuka versus the role model storyline. I think the idea of Asuka going for both belts provides a really dramatic, interesting storyline full of potential on SummerSlam within the night. I love I love storylines that unfold over the course of a few matches at a pay-per-view. So I'm really into that. And I was really into this here. It was Banks and Bailey versus Asuka and Shayna Baszler. Banks and Bailey cut a promo beforehand asking who should face Asuka first at SummerSlam because you want to go second, right? They're a bit roughed up. It'll be easier to win. They decide on Bailey. Yes, because uh, Bailey is going to like soften her up for uh, Banks to easily tap her out later in the night. Uh, so I mean, so I obviously I missed um, SmackDown. Obviously, I'm not on the SmackDown podcast, but I do listen to you and Andy talking mm. about it. But people were really down on Asuka winning the the Battle Royal. Well, you know, it is it is a bit rubbish that you've got a whole SmackDown women's division that isn't getting a look in and Asuka's just getting two two matches. I think it is. I think it's a bit of a waste of that women's division. You could have built someone else up. Um I but I also genius, to be honest. I also think it's a good storyline. So Yeah, I I, I, I think I you can believe it. both things at the same time. Uh yeah. Wrestling Observer were down on it too. And uh, quite oh, a few really? people online. Yeah. I, I I thought it was so, so clever. Like, like it. when because it was the one thing I wasn't expecting to happen. I saw a lot of people mm. speculating there was going to be someone from NXT because WWE are really unhappy with NXT's ratings at the moment. But I was like, no, I think it's really cool that Asuka won the Battle Royal and she's going to be facing both of them in the same night. I, I, and maybe it is because I'm just so into this storyline that I, I'm really chuffed that we're going to get two Asuka matches on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I love it. Well, we, we got a kind of preview of it here because Baszler was taken out immediately by Nia Jax. He <laughs> bust through a plexiglass screen and brawled with Baszler, taking her out for a bit. And that left Asuka to get worked over by the role models. I thought this was really good booking. Then Baszler ran back in at the end for the hot tag. Exciting sort of final sequence. And then Shayna taps out Bailey which, you know, I think is a really good win for Baszler to start rebuilding her as they have been over the last month for an eventual title shot. And Asuka taps out Banks on the outside. I thought this was very good at building the matches this weekend. Yeah, I really, really liked this segment. I thought that everyone looked awesome in it. You kind of built multiple stories at the same time because you've got the golden role models going up against Asuka at SummerSlam. You set up Asuka versus Baszler for after SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you're also setting up Baszler versus Nia Jax. There were lots of plates spinning in this segment, but it was the one of the few times on this show where I thought WWE doing five segments at once actually worked mm. and uh, I, I thought they did some really really smart stuff here and i, I really i really liked it and it's, it's the matches <coughs> of, of everything that's going on at SummerSlam this weekend i think this is the stuff i'm most excited for same here and i think a big part of that is asuka having two matches uh then we got a uh, a video package recapping seth and dominic which was almost as long as every single segment they've had so far god it went on forever uh, then we had Apollo Crews being bumped by Cedric for that six man later on. He was like, Ricochet, Ali, Cedric Alexander, I can only pick two of you. <laughs> Sorry, Cedric. 
which plays into that whole Cedric's not being used properly, MVP's trying to court him for the Hurt business. And really, uh, it was a favour because he would have just been buried by Bobby Lashley. Sorry. Sean has just said, should I hack the show? Try it. Yeah, good try. Good try, Sean. We've got security. Yeah. Try it. Like to see you try, mate. Honestly. <laughs> Have you seen the size of those two? Get those two guys back up here. Yeah. Look at look at these two guys. Look at these look two at guys. Them. Look at these two beefcakes. Try getting past those two. Sean Ross Sap. Emphasis you on the my, sap. My favorite part of this segment, though, because I'm going to go back to this show, Sean. Mm. Uh, because no one's paying attention to you. My favorite part of this segment was they had the se- like the scene with Apollo, Cedric, Ali, and Ricochet. They have their little chat and they sort of walk away. And then all of a sudden, Randy Orton just walks into shot. For no reason. Like Randy just sort of walks into shot. <laughs> no. Who walked into the no. shot? Who walked into the shot? <laughs> How did you get oh. FTF? Don't listen to him. Jam that jam, everybody. What, what, jam no, that jam. Face. I'm a baby face. Look, I'm wearing I'm wearing Andy. Red Heart sunglasses. Oh, and look, Andy. I'm going to take them off because, because I love Security. all of you. I'm going to put them on all of you because I'm a baby face. I'm, a, I'm the good guy here. I'm not I'm not bad. I'm great. FTF. Holly, sort I'm, I'm trying to mess with Randy. Hey, guys, everybody, go super chat FTF this weekend. It, it can mean It can mean naughty words or it can mean friend that friend. It can mean whatever you want. There, there are. <laughs> it's mine. I, I get no. to decide what it means, and I've decided yep. that it means this. How's it going, guys? I mean, it's going fine. It's, I'm, Sean, I'm fine. We were fine. trying to do a review here. It's How pretty cool that I infiltrated your news video, as opposed to the other way. Usually, it's just me reporting everything. Now it's me just hacking everything. Is that how you get your reports? Do you just yeah. hack people's phone. News yes. of the world, Sean Ross Sapp. Yeah, I'm Samoa Joe's yeah. source. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we get security in here? Can we need to get rid of this <laughs> security? Shoes? Get security back up. Who, Pete? Because he's aerodynamic? Yes. He fights yeah, now? Pete. Yeah, Pete. No, Pete's going to no, come these in. two guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, I hate to tell you, stay, but I they? brought two cinder blocks with me, so I don't know how you're going to oh, beat that. man. They'd be any security system. Oh man, you're not gonna throw them throw them through the same window, are you? Yeah, oh, really I want it, see. I want it to look like I'm clearing the way for me to walk through that window without any damage, but then not go through that window whatsoever. But my friends will be there, and they're gonna be cheering. What do you have to say to these two people? Look at that. They got tattoos of jam that jam. Innocent, lovely, hopeful jam. And you just want to F all over it. Yeah, I do. I do. I I definitely do. And I wish I had a shirt to do that. But I have a shirt that has a wildcat on it because I'm from Kentucky. And that's what we wear on shirts here. But I bet wildcats fuck all over the place. (gasps) Oh, he said the word. Sean. Oh, he F'd it. Effed it. I was hoping he wouldn't have it. Kentucky, oh, more like. Oh, d- he's gone. He just did a, a little blip there of Bray, Bray Wyatt style. Well, let's it's try. Okay. And... I think we've got this. I think we've got this for, for Sunday. Yeah. 
It's okay. Just jam that jam, everyone. The main jam thing. Jam. The main thing we need you to all to do and to tell everyone: come and watch us on the live reactions because we'll have a live vote running. And when Jam that Jam wins, win, when, when, win, then we can banish FTF forever. It's not going to happen again. Don't worry. Uh, and if you know FTF does win, I have to shave my arm, write it on it, and that's the official slogan of the channel, and we'll get demonetized. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Sure, that'll be fine. Don't vote for FTF. So Peyton Royce and Ruby Riot had a match. They're still feuding. So mm. uh, like the Riot Squad were backstage, and the Iconics walked up, and I was like, "Come on, man!" Like <laughs> we've. And then Peyton is going to be facing Ruby Riot. They walk away. And then something genuinely piqued my interest because they walk away and the camera cuts across and Shayna Baszler is talking with Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. And I was like, oh, yes, we're getting this act up on the main roster. This is awesome. I did not see it coming that it was a tease for Raw Underground. And I was so annoyed at myself that I did not see that coming. It's MMA. Of course it's going to be on Raw Underground. That's where the shoot fighters go. <laughs> yes, but uh, before we got that reveal, we had Peyton Royce. Oh, are you, are you okay there, Luke? You're a bit delayed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I think I'm okay here, mate. Oh, no. Has Luke's internet cacked out again? Oh, I'm no, just going to continue might... talking. And hope I think that it's is it Ollie that's bad? We could we can blame this on on Sean again. I hope. Just going on your track record recently, Luke. I'm going to assume it's you. So I'm going to continue I... to I review think... the show. You think it's <laughs> I think me? Time, I think this time it's actually you. Boy cried wolf. Surely. Apparently, <laughs> both seem fine. Both seem fine. Carry on, okay. man. I think we're catching up. Yeah, I think we've synced up now. Uh, so Peyton Royce took on Ruby Riot, which I was, again, foolishly. Oh, it's Ollie that's bad. We can hear Luke. Well, screw me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was actually excited for this because Peyton Royce has been really good recently. Ruby Riot is a really good wrestler. And we just got another really quick match. Peyton Royce hits her awesome finisher. But really annoyingly, it involved... Ruby accidentally shoving Liv into Billy Kay. That's what caused the loss. So it's another Ruby, Riot, Liv Morgan dissension thing when they need to just work together now. But they did that. They did that two weeks ago and beat them. So I don't know why we're now doing the dissension storyline. Mm. Yeah, it, it is, it's almost impossible to care about this story, which is a shame because all four of them are so talented and <coughs> like it's... Yeah, it's a bit of a waste. Yeah, story told out of order. So it's Raw Underground time, folks. Shall we just cover all the Raw Underground stuff in one Swan. go? It was sick. It was mm. sick. That's what it was. That was <laughs> sick. Raw Underground, big man. Should we should we do it the was... whole thing, so, sort of bopping and, and jumping around? Like shame a man. Oh, it was sick. Look at him. Did a move. Yeah, big man. So Eric of the Viking Raiders beat someone. Then Dolph Ziggler was like, ooh, I'm going to have a go. He had a go. He thumbed Eric in the eye and choked him out. That was our first main roster talent versus main roster talent Raw Underground match. And I thought when they started, I thought they might go long here. They might get five minutes and actually have a match. But they didn't. It was still the same kind of 
shoot in air quotes, quick finish style, which I I think they should. I, I just look my thoughts on the, the raw underground thing. We'll go through exactly what happened in a sec is they this was the third week. And I think they need substance or some kind of explanation now on what the heck it is. What what are the stakes? Is it for a belt? Why are all the people there just fighting each other? I, I and and it's it's quite frustrating and, and a bit embarrassing, even without the sexy ladies. I think that we we said we would give it three weeks. This is the third week that it has been on. I completely agree with you. The fact that it has zero stakes, the fact that it doesn't seem to have a purpose, I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it's happening. I don't know why some people choose to do it and others don't. I don't know why Dolph's there. And I don't... I Because it's never built to anything. The Viking Raiders were on this show, on you know main roster stuff, and did not feel any different than they did four weeks prior when they weren't involved in Raw Underground. Like, Ivar doesn't feel like a badass now. Neither does Eric. Like, and then you, the Hurt Business interfered and sort of like said, we're running Raw Underground and haven't been back since. And I've actually just gone back to work. So it's almost like its own little pocket universe hmm. where nothing seems to matter. So in which case, and like, and Shane is just still making it very bad and making it very uncool. And I am uncool, so I know what uncool <laughs> is. It's uh, yeah, it, it's it's not for me, man. I appreciate mm. the effort. I appreciate trying something new, but I don't really buy it at the moment. It just needs some substance. That's all I'm asking for. Some kind of thing they're fighting over. Some kind of some kind of storyline reasoning as to why it's all happening. But yeah, we got the Eric and Dolph thing. Um, Ivar threw Dolph into a crowd afterwards in frustration and Shane didn't like that. That's naughty. Uh, so they're going to have a match next week. So that's kind of also our first promoted match. This is a Raw Underground match with a week's build. Uh, a little bit later on, we got Arturo Rouse, Rouse versus Roas. Roas versus Riddick Moss. Which, you know, another, Wait. they've both been featured before. They went to a no contest because they brought into the crowd, which kind of sort of undermines the rules or what I thought were the rules in the no rules fight club. Can I just stop you for a second there, Ollie Davis? All Elite Wrestling are in the uh, chat with us. They just want us to randomly pop in and say hello. So, hello, All Elite Wrestling. Is it the All Elite Wrestling? Apparently so. Seriously? Like... <laughs> no, like mod mother just messaged to be like by the way aew are in the chat so hey guys nice to see you hey guys i love you <laughs> so uh the, the the main thing i took away from this is how all elite wrestling is so much better than <laughs> wwe and uh i think they're <laughs> please be my friend please yeah, also yeah, yeah. send me all of the you know how when you write a comic book for marvel you get put on that list and they send you every release every month every issue that's what i want from your toy line aw i want action figures i want them all sent to me uh no no they're not this this is a parody account this is sean ross sap screwing with me 
We are all, all elite wrestling. Ollie Davis Marks has also just posted. We are all secretly Ollie Davis Marks. This is too much. <laughs> oh man, what a day! It's not all elite yeah, wrestling. Thank- it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back to. Just super, uh, if it is UAEW, <laughs> super chat in with Tony Khan's millions. <laughs> he owes me a lot of money. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say on uh, Raw Underground is this: uh, this this Arturo and Riddick Moss uh, match. It sort of it ended in a no contest, right? Like the match yes. just sort of stopped. Like they just went out the ring, and then Shane was like, "That's enough." I was confused too. I had to look on the Reddit write-up, which said, yes, this was a sort of no contest thing. Um, But yeah, and then later on, we got Marina Shafir having her debut match after being set up as the four horsewomen earlier. Uh, And she won. Nia Jax attacked her afterwards. And Duke, who was in the crowd, Jessamine Duke. And then Shayna came in, had a stare down, and Nia Jax ran away. So it's kind of just a way to build... Shayna versus Nia Jax, which isn't the way, you know, we freaking fantasy booked the four horsewomen MMA version debuting on the main roster for literally years. And it's mm-hmm. always been against the WWE four horsewomen of Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey. Now, two of those are heels, the other two are out of the company right now. It can't happen. So, of course, WWE book it. In a feud with Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah. And do it now. They wait mm. until they're all gone. And then they do it. So yeah, it's a, it's um yeah, uh, not great. And as I said, like I was genuinely when I saw the, I saw Baszler with Defeer, like Shafir and Duke, I was like, yes, amazing. Let's let's actually have this, just have those two flanking them because I really enjoyed that act in, in NXT. But no, it was just for Raw Underground, which I'm mm. not into. I was I was a bit bit saddened by that. Yeah, so hopefully they've got bigger things in store, but uh, yeah, I, I I kind of took it as a just a just another thing they've chucked at the wall, unfortunately. So I I'm gonna not get excited by it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Then we got in. So that was like that played out through the last hour. Rey Mysterio and Dominic came out to cut a promo. Rey Mysterio was talking about the pain in his eye and the pain of seeing. Dominic getting beaten up brutally last week. I thought Dominic's selling here was really good. He was holding his body. Yeah. He got over the fact that he was injured, I, which was helped by them showing the pictures of the, the welts and the cuts uh, from the beatdown last week. Can you hear that? <coughs> it's, my asthma. it's my asthma that I've picked oh, up mate. over the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, sorry if, sorry if there's any wheezing. Um, but the... I'm really impressed by Dominic every time he does something. He hasn't really put a foot wrong yet. And they goad out Seth and Buddy, and it's all a ruse because Dominic's not as injured as he led on, and Ray and Dominic beat up Seth with some kendo sticks. That's a good go-home angle, I thought. Yeah, this was the best build to a SummerSlam match uh, that's going to happen this weekend, with the exception, actually, of the the Golden Roll model stuff I thought was good Mm. as well. But I really, really liked this. Though Ray was great. I thought Dominic was great. Seth and Murphy coming out. So the cocky heels being like, ah, look at us with the advantage. Oh, no, we're being beaten up by Kendo mm-hmm. Sticks. I thought Seth selling it at the top of the ramp was really good. I'm genuinely pretty stoked for, for Dominic Mysterio's in-ring debut uh, at SummerSlam. 
this is a fantastic couple of month feud that's that's yeah. played out before us. It's a shame. The only thing I'm going to remember it for is Rey Mysterio's eye falling out. Yes, unfortunately so. That's silly. Um, so the oh my god, no, stop it. <laughs> no. Random fun fact. This is from All Elite Wrestling. Random fun fact: Before Dynamite in Austin, Texas, Ortiz was watching Wrestle Talking Catering. Well, we know a lot of the Impact guys uh, would watch us, so maybe that's carried over. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't. I'm not. I'm not believing it. I, it's too, I know. It, I know. It feels too good. Feels too I, good. I think it's mind games from Sean, Sean Ross Sapp. <laughs> Um, the so after that we got the six man, which we've already kind of covered with the unfortunately had the burial of Ali and Ricochet very early on, and then it was Lashley who beat Apollo Cruz. So MVP lost another match when he's fighting for the title this Sunday. That's what I didn't get. Like with mm. this match, is that the the build for the US title match between MVP and Apollo Cruz had Bobby Lashley staying tall. And that was it. Like, it was so weird. Like, you eliminated Ali and Ricochet early. And then so you're like, oh, man, now uh, Apollo's got to fight back on his own three-on-one. So he quickly eliminates Sean. You're like, oh. And then he just eliminates MVP, who he's facing at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And Ashley beats him. So, like, what was, what was <laughs> the point of this match to build to SummerSlam? And Apollo had already beaten MVP a couple of weeks ago. I think it's it's quite clear they're building Apollo versus Lashley, maybe for payback. And MVP is weirdly the stepping stone to get there. I don't know why I predicted. Spoiler for the predictions later. I predicted MVP to win. You did. Uh, and Cedric Alexander came out. You thought he was going to side with MVP, maybe. But no, it's a ruse. He won the 24-7 title from Shelton Benjamin. And then there was a match after that where Akira Tozawa had a match with Cedric Alexander for the 24-7 title. And Benjamin won it back. I yeah. just... This this is 205 Live, isn't it? This is where Akira Tozawa... Akira Tozawa and Cedric Alexander, they could have a hell of a match. And they're doing this. Yeah. And um, Andrade Montez Ford match. And finally, the main event. Yeah, so I guess that, that that was the main event match, Ford and Andrade. The main event was the uh, much-promoted return of uh, Shawn Michaels, HBK, to, to Raw. He came down, he did all his usual poses, and then he was like, now watch a video of Ric Flair getting punted in the head. Serious time now. And he cut of Ric Flair's promo was just fantastic last week. This kind of paled in comparison, but was still, you know, very competent. What was, and and then Randy, surprise, surprise, you'll never see it coming. He hits an RKO and immediately followed up with a punt. Usually, he's a lot more stalking and takes his time, but he did it really quickly, which you believe is because Drew is going to run out and chase him off. I thought that was good tactics from Randy. But then I thought the the segment kind of just fell apart a bit. This is your go-home angle. And the, the final segment of the entire show for SummerSlam. And Michael starts to stand up. And then I was like, wait a second. Did Brandy definitely hit the punt? Am I misremembering it? There's no way anyone should be getting up after a punt, let alone a retired Shawn Michaels, after an RKO. 
And Randy, like, tried to get in and hit an RKO on Drew, but dropped him off again. Then Randy came in again and hit the RKO. So I was like, well, what was that weird second bit? It just seemed like an awkward, clumsy mistake. Didn't yeah, like it. it. Made, no, it made Drew look a bit dumb. Because, mm. like, Drew looked really awesome when he came out and, like, you know, to protect Shawn Michaels. And then he, he saw Randy Orton trying to attack him. So he beats up Randy Orton. He's throwing him around all over the ring. And that was really awesome. Throws him over the desk. Randy Orton's bumping like a madman to make Drew look mm. awesome. And then Drew just turns his back on him and gets back in the ring so Randy can hit an RKO on him. And I think it was just so Tom Phillips could say he never saw it coming. But could do that Tom Phillips, on... he sort of did because he stopped one of them. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. I did. I... And and the idea of Michael's not selling the, the punt with death, anything other than death, is is not selling it enough. Shawn Michaels now has no right to criticize Leo Rush for, for getting up off a CZW table spot off a ladder. Uh, but yeah, that was the show overall. I thought it was a bit poor, especially with the expectations of a go-home show. Expectations I shouldn't really hold anymore because WWE don't really do go-home shows. They just do a show before a pay-per-view. <coughs> But yeah, I gave it two out of five. I think that is an absolutely fair score. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was a particularly good show, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I thought it was, as I said at the start of this, I felt exhausted uh, by the end of it because so much happened on this show. But at the same time, it, none of it, not all of it really mattered. Not all of it really built to SummerSlam. And as a lot of the choices were just really baffling. And I, I detracted from SummerSlam build. So yeah, I, I, I didn't think this was a particularly good show at all. I would like to ask though, if, if AEW are still in the chat, just so we can thank them for hiring Pete uh, last yeah, week. Yeah, that was really to nice. Of, to be part of the Dark Order. We really, really appreciate yeah. uh, you putting him in there for a little bit. That's good. Uh, so let's get on with the Patreon shout-outs before we get on with all of your Super Chats. We've run massively over again. What's happened to us? We used to be able to talk about wrestling in 45 minutes. <laughs> but now it takes Pretty us sure. an hour and 20. My, my girlfriend is furious. <laughs> she doesn't like that I kick her out of the living room for most of the day anyway. And uh, that these shows that I, I said, that'd be done by four. I'll definitely be done by four this week. Oh, thank you, All Elite Wrestling <laughs> Company. This is happening. It's made me so happy. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, so, Right, so let's fire through these super chats uh, because we've got a bunch. The Jam one, Ryan B. Jam. Good, <laughs> good name. What if Metribution is part of a new gimmick change for Alistair Black and he's the leader of his group? Yeah, yeah, we've seen a few people suggest uh, Alistair Black being part of the group. I just hope it becomes cool if he gets there. Yeah, I think Black works better as a solo force, but, oh, you know, 
if he's going to have a gimmick change, this would be dramatic. Uh, and, and you know, hopefully be a sign of a push. Brandon Rosen, fantasy booking. What if Metribution is a byproduct of Raw Underground, much like in the film Fight Club, when the club becomes that anarchist group Project Mayhem and Shane McMahon is the ringleader? So you think well, Shane McMahon has got a sort of narcoleptic, dual insomniac split personality where he's walking around as Brad Pitt organizing Retribution? That'd actually be, that'd actually be quite amazing. That would be quite amazing. I've never thought about it, but you're right. I think they just chuck two ideas at the wall at the same time. But it does really closely mirror what happens in Fight Club. Spoilers? El Fermentado. <laughs> <laughs> Theory. Metribution only won a fight in Underground. We haven't well, seen him do anything job Because I think you could just show up. Like I think you just walk through yeah. the door. As long as you say, can I go in, big man? They'll let you in. <laughs> Uh, Peter Mullins, Drew's sword effect is for the Claymore, probably because a front-facing landmine is too extreme of a finisher. Wouldn't want the kids to copy that one. Sword effect is for the Claymore? Schwing! There's the, that's my sword sound effect. And a front-facing <laughs> landmine. <laughs> Your sound effect for a sword is the same as Wayne Schwing. Campbell's for a boner. Schwing! <laughs> yeah, that's the sound it makes when it comes out of the hoist. Uh, I've, I've, so I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Nate drops surname poor, even for raw standards. Cutting off the main event go home promo by Drew for what? Who let the truck bring the show back from commercial? LOL. Did not get me excited for SummerSlam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Yeah. Lewis De Silva. Sean's selling was a bit odd. Why not just RKO him first so Drew can check on him? RKO Drew, then punt HBK to close the show. Looked really weird. That is a better order. I agree there. Mm -hmm. Peter Mullins. So the punt is dead. That's a shame. Damn it, HBK. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's dead, but it's, you know, it's weird because that's a very protective move. <sighs> Maybe Sean went into business for himself. <laughs> Drew Wendell, what about Raw Underground as a match stipulation? They ruined Hell in a Cell. Maybe this could be the new end of a blood feud. Hey, Muscle Man Malcolm pitched this when we were talking about like, what do you mm. want next for Raw Underground? His suggestion was it should just be a match stipulation as opposed to weird segments on Raw. Like, you know, like we this this match cannot be fought within the ring. I'll see you in Raw Underground. But it's just a, it's just a quite crowded. Lumberjack match. <laughs> yeah, it is. Doesn't, it doesn't do it for me, I'm afraid. I'll pass it over to you for the women's segment. Um, Miguel, <coughs> my friends and I are loving uh, the Corn Baszler shirt. Love seeing wrestlers who are Games Workshop nerds as well. Baszler is the best female wrestler. She's got great t-shirts as Baszler. Is that, a, is that is Corn like a like Warhammer Must thing? Be. Must be a Warhammer thing. I haven't played 40k in uh 20 plus years maybe even mm. more than that i haven't played wine before 40k so i'm reading my business magazine i'm reading my business oh yeah and what uh -huh. stock tip do i see to buy games workshop do like... you know what? i wonder i wonder if that's because you know we've been in lockdown in this pandemic mm. that people have just been looking for a hobby and what better hobby is there sometimes than spending a lot of money at games workshop and painting all the little figures diecast metal die cast it's only going to go up in value safer than gold 
One cool dog says, I don't think it was Zelina, but Charlie Caruso in Zelina's outfit and a wig. I think we've got the solution there because that's what you want. Charlie Caruso being a an in in storyline. She could be a manager. I'm not against a heel Charlie Caruso. That's how she does most of her interviews anyway. Hey, Ollie, you're a bit rubbish. Can you tell <laughs> me about the match you just had? The match you just um, lost? <laughs> apparently <laughs> Reuters uh, says really enjoyed the Iconics Peyton push incoming yeah they were teasing again kind of like the split between the Iconics which I don't want to see I think uh, one of the fastest ways to be recognised by Vince McMahon is have success in a fitness or bodybuilding competition which Peyton did over the weekend congratulations Kara Stelt said I loved Shafir's submission NXT wasn't pushing Shafir and Duke once Shayna left isn't it good for them to be established as legit and not just henchwomen it's four horsewomen after all not two and friends yeah but she didn't beat anyone of substance I I was left thinking they played as fodder for Nia Jax to take out rather than Shayna not all they're getting a push but you know it's the first week we'll see we'll see what happens Jonathan Hedman says, I'm going to watch this show later. Raw was a show. I miss <laughs> the days of go-home shows having meaningful angles setting up the pay-per-view. Also, I had SummerSlam's uh, jam song the other day. It reminded me of FTF versus JTJ fight. LOL, jam that jam. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. And thank you for your generous super chat there. Very generous. Uwa Uwa says, uh, WWE <coughs> era. Three days later, they tried to crucify the Messiah on live TV. That escalated quickly. Yeah, but the last Monday's segment was far more visceral. Uh, uh, Wallace Whitfield, is WWE leaving the PG era? I haven't seen TV 14 in two days now. Yeah, so SmackDown was rated TV 14, but there was nothing on that show that really used that higher rating. So I don't know. Wilson Simon says, do you think Matt Riddle is a forever mid-card guy? I'm worried. I'm worried they'll slot him in there. Without without the reactions of crowds too, they're not going to know how over he could be. So I hope not, but that's my that's a that's a concern. Amy Lavin, I honestly think Cesaro should move on to somewhere else. He'd fit in so well in New Japan. I'd say AEW, but I know fan I know if the fans would I don't know if the fans would dig it. I think fans would bloody love it. I love if Claudio yeah. Castagnoli went to AEW, I think fans would be going nuts for it. Yeah, I totally agree. Cesaro's one of the top people I want to see leave WWE and, and do something elsewhere. Brandon Rosen, I'm afraid the creative of last night's Raw hmm. was the closest it has fallen to the levels of WCW 2000. Agree or disagree? Thanks, JTJ. Well, yeah, thanks to the JTJ. And nowhere close. And nowhere close to being a bad Raw, like compared to some other Raws we've got this year. So no, I disagree there. Go, go back and watch oh. some of WCW in 2000. If you ever make that comparison, go back and actually watch it. Yeah, because like that was week to week, one out of five shows. You know, this was a two out of five show. Uh, we don't have a name for this one, but they donated 500 yen. Uh, I'm finding it really hard to watch WWE with the moral compromise of the Saudi shows, etc. It's hard to find. Uh, it's, it's actually already hard. And the storylines and injustice to all of the talents. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's tough. And I, I found it most tough wrestling in general after the speaking out stuff. Um, but, you know, love wrestling as the sort of art and then, you know, hopefully that will weather the storm. Uh, AEW, 
like the, the subject of AEW, Sats Vault says AEW is clearly on Ollie's payroll. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. That's the direction of money traffic. Peter Mullins, AEW in the chat. Don't see that on the bump. Wrestle Talk number one. Wrestle uh, Talk number one. KML, Sean Ross Sap hijacking. AEW in the chat. All this chaos wouldn't have happened if we had another referee here, damn it. <laughs> Maybe we needed a third security guard. Maybe That's we undersold it with two. Uh, Zakari Jenkins, unpopular opinion, but a WWE versus AEW match no one thinks about. Young Bucks versus the Usos. Brothers versus brothers. What's your guy's opinion? I wouldn't say that's an unpopular <coughs> opinion. I think that would be a, a great match. I think there's, whenever people ask, like, you know, because we get that question in quite a few times in the mailbag of, like, what's your WWE versus AEW dream match? There's so much good talent on both shows that, like, it's almost impossible to just, you know, for everyone to have a consistent, that is the match I would pick. Plus, I think a lot of the debate is taken up by New Day versus the Elite because they've got that video game rivalry there. But I think, yeah, Bucks versus the Usos would be the better match. So great. Although the, the Bucks will be outnumbered by three Usos. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Nice callback. Sam Cropper. I've noticed that the only two top AEW stars who have never interacted on screen are Moxley and Cody. Could they be saving this for a mega feud? Definitely. Uh, I think a Cody heel, Moxley, as he currently is, huge program. That is absolutely not by accident. Rich McCann, I used to think that Ollie was a, a bit too critical of the AEW women's division. You're so right. I don't know how much control Brandy has backstage over the women's division, but it reminds me of the WCW booking. Again, go back and watch the WCW booking before you make these comparisons. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not good. I, we, we've said our piece week after week. Uh, Rich McCann, again, he's got a few, actually. I thought it was bad Brandy was the only female action figure before they made it a storyline. She thinks she has heel heat. For me, it's go away heat. It's the risk yeah, of it's, it's, it's weird <laughs> as well because she's very much playing this heel in the tag tournament thing, but then she's still sort of smiling baby face going up with Cody as part of the Nightmare family. So, yeah, I'm not, not sure on that one. And it's it's a lesson they learned last year when Brandy would accompany Cody down and be babyface, but then also be part of the Nightmare Collective. Like, okay. We want a bit more consistency from... We expect more consistency from AEW. Rich McCann again, I think that AEW reacts to fans' opinions, but not with the women's division, because Cody does not accept criticism of Brandy, which makes me lose respect for him. That's that's a bit of armchair psychology. You don't know. It might not be to, uh, Cody and Brandy. It could just be the, the the sort of travel situation, whatever. Could be Tony just going look at the numbers, look where ratings are. We don't know the reason yeah. for it, but we definitely know it's not working. Yes. And Injection Two K lastly on AEW has said WWE is so boring. We've resulted to talk about AEW, um, <laughs> which is we said this just before we started this stream. It's very weird that AEW came into the chats today, sort of quite fortuitous. But all of the super chats early doors were just about AEW. Mm. It was so bizarre. I said no one actually wants to see. Uh, oh no, Seymour Mendez says seeing Ollie fanboy out to AEW in the chat was amazing. It was pretty cool. I still. Uh, Je uh, Mod Mother Jenna's message saying, no, no, it's the official AEW account. I'm like, I still don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ruse. I'm getting uh, worked. Bacon Rasher. 
Bacon Rasher on the subject of Rust Talk related said, Hey lads, can't watch live today as I'm covering someone at work and I'm more busy than Vince with uh, rewrites. Have a great mm. show. Jam that jam. Wrestle Luke forever. Uh, great <coughs> win last week. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. All this guy. Oh, Peter Mullins might have a better name than Metribution. Dear Lord, it's Retribusap. Quick, jam the jam. Don't give him ideas. KML, SRS is going to need to change the rating of rest talk to PG-14. Uh, it's TV-14, but yes, good good, good super chat. The Jam 1, Ryan B. Jam, says SRS needs Wrestle Talk to use the hashtag FTF because they get triple his views. Hashtag JTJ. You're damn right. Listen to that. Numbers don't lie. Dartrain24. Ollie, first time I've been able to say this since it happened, but now you are a Quizlemania champion. I think it's time to go get your jacket back. Maybe a Quizlemania champion does need a jacket well i mean it's uh, let's not get a i mean we, we've got a lot on our plates at the moment but um we'll, we'll certainly see how you do uh, the next quizzle mania as well before we get too excited uh jake weeks had a dream last night where it was drew and randy at SummerSlam. the ref goes down and luke owen hits a 450 splash to cost drew the title wtf I wouldn't hit the uh swanson was my move when i was doing backyard wrestling uh jamie lavin i mean ollie is devilishly handsome i'm also a mark thanks very much that's nice of you to say sean turner the enemy of my enemy is my bff sean cultaholic what a, t a super team up to to ward off ftf i don't know that's long-term booking you'd do that survivor uh series Degenerate forever 84. Jam that jam is better than SRS's version. Hashtag Team Wrestle Talk. Nice censorship in advance. Anthony Bennett says, Have you guys checked out WP Musing on Twitter? They do match statistics and it's fantastic. Definitely check out their work. Oh, I'll, I'll check it out. Everyone else, if you if you hear that. PW Musings. Uh, Dylan Russell, not wrestling related, wanted to share music I think you would both like. Ever heard of the band Issues? Uh, if not, check out their song Tapping Out, hashtag JTJ. I will load it up onto Spotify. Uh, Issues was a pretty bad corn album. I can say <laughs> uh, Zachary Jenkins, Luke or Ollie, you guys read the comic DC Metal? It's oh, no, a good actually, read, no, sorry, but so no, done. Issues, Issues was an amazing album. Sorry, I was thinking of Untouchables. Sorry. Um, yes, I have read Metal. I thought it was very good. I'm a huge Grant Morrison fan, so I like the way... Uh, Scott Snyder wrote most of it. Uh, used yeah. used that larger law in it. Seth Amphetamines. Hey, Ollie, have you heard the Front Bottoms new song, Fairbanks, Alaska? It's such a jam. Jam that jam. Uh, no, yeah, I will yeah. listen to that after this. Me and Seth Amphetamines are uh, a fellow Front Bottoms fans. They're a band. I'm not talking about that. vaginas. <laughs> and I, say, I apologize for saying that Issues was a bad album. It's actually a fantastic album. Tomo's uh, up in the chat. Yeah. Tomo, good to see you again, mate. Um, oh, okay, right. Well, Robert said FTF, so has Fox Garand ND. Nate drops surname. I for one welcome our new FTF overlords. Uh, Nate. Sean, I was gonna, yeah. Nate drops surname is a long time, like a long time viewer. Are you that fickle? For the smut. 
Sean has said Sean's new terms. First term wrestle talk should be called butt talk. Second term <laughs> chopper will be exiled for one year. Three team fake door must shave uh, his beard. Uh, so wrestle talk uh, eats. I wish you wrestle talk will eat live on camera. <coughs> Hashtag oh, FTF. God. Eating Laurie's beard. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Uh, Jose dark. Riviera. So, uh, Valentin says Brandy actually has no control over the women's division. She said it on their podcast. Kenny is in charge, mm. and Peter Mullins jacket that jacket, Ollie. Maybe I will. But that's all we've got time for today. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining in this. Oh, why can't we get a show under eighteen minutes at the moment? But you know, more content for you. And to be honest, I don't care about any of you anymore. I'm best friends with AEW. Thanks yes. for watching. Thanks for watching AEW and everybody else. You know I love you. Before I ask you for uh, how your weekend was, how uh, have you found Calling Spots? Did you get to watch it back? I did watch it back. I love the little Terrence and Phillips style animation of our face. When, when the editor is kind of illustrating how the concept will work when Pete's doing the voiceover explaining it. There's all of us there with our, with our mouths bah, 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 sort of moving moving like that to suggest speech. Um, but yeah, it was fun watching it back. It was even more fun recording it and doing it in person. Uh, but yeah, what, I, I'm, but watching it back, I am concerned that you might have cheated. <laughs> <laughs> So if, if you haven't seen Calling Spots is a new uh, show that we launched on Parts Fun Known yesterday, uh, our brother channel, which uh, is it's telephone. So Critical Role have been doing it sort of in lockdown and we thought it'd be a really fun to do a, a wrestling version. Pete's kind of been pushing for it for like months for us to do. Uh, but then Adam suggested it. And we were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> no, it's because Adam actually did it. Pete was like, this will be good. I'm like, yeah, cool. Do it. Um, so yeah, so Adam kind of organized it. So we did it and it was good fun, but there was a comment that was left on the video that really tickled me, that accused me of cheating, j'accused me of uh, cheating on the show because I said that Shane McMahon was sweating uh, in my story that I was telling, which Laurie, who had gone before me, had not said. So this uh, commenter thought that I was cheating and I was watching other people's videos. And I just thought like, just a momentary second to think about that if surely i'd have picked out loads of details <laughs> rather than just remembered the one common factor we say about shane mcmahon in basically every video he's a bit of a sweaty lad yeah so luke has been fuming about this all morning but posted it on the a little internal discord raving about it in the in the predictions video outside of the record the team meeting this morning. Well, I only, like, brought up on the team this? I only brought up on the team meeting this morning because Louis wanted to stop the team meeting to tell me that I was rubbish at the game. But <laughs> I, I, again, I'm going to take the knock with a little bit because I'm like, I got th like three things wrong in the entire video. I got basically everything that Laurie said, apart from three things. Key things. They're, well, they're not key what? things. I didn't get the Horizon Curvier joke and I forgot trampled by horses. What what I think your strength was in the game is not so much uh, forgetting key details; it was adding new ones. What what details did I add? That well, I guess did? you didn't add; you just more stalled 
there's 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 some great bits when you can't remember what to say, <laughs> so you just start going, "Well, yeah," and, and it's amazing. All this stuff's happened, and it's just filler. It's just gas. <laughs> Can you believe the reaction that Brock Lesnar got? The disrespect that he showed. But can you believe it? But it's a lot of fun, and we love to have fun. So we'd love for you to go and check it out on Parts Fun. Though. Absolutely, please do go check it out. We really, really enjoyed it. We uh, are, yeah, hoping to do more of them. So please do go and support that video because I, I very much enjoyed doing it. It's a good, it's good to kind of get some like personality across. I've, mm. I very much enjoyed it. Um, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's kind of difficult to do anything here in the south southeast of England right now because. There's too much weather, folks. That's right. We're talking about the weather. But it's not boring weather. It's sometimes torrential rain. It's sometimes lightning. It's sometimes hideously sunny. What is happening to the world? I think it's ending in 2020. <gasps> Maybe. Uh, I mean, we were just recording our SummerSlam 2010 podcast for our Patreon backers. And in like at the start of that, I had torrential rain thunder and lightning and now it's bright sunshine like 20 minutes later it's bright sunshine now outside mm. so you're right it is kind of difficult like i i was at my in-laws over the weekend and our plan was to initially when we first booked it was to have drinks outside in the garden because it's summer we'll all sit down we can socially distance and it'll be a very very lovely time but the weather forecast told us it's going to completely chuck it down with rain. And it had been all week and you know, it had been really bad. We actually managed to sit outside all day. And it, Outrageous. It, sort of, it kind of drizzled a little bit, but we were just under a, a big brolly. So it was all right. So yeah, we stayed outside until about 10 p.m. Screw you, weather. Luke's got a gazebo. <laughs> Try and stop me now. But uh, so you didn't do anything at all then? <laughs> well, I just went on a long walk. Yeah, There's not not much, not much going on. It's still still pretty locked down, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there's an email I was going to read here from Eli. I'm trying to think if we've actually read this out before. Um, oh no, oh no, that's directed for Pete only. Do you want to just read an email that's directed for Pete only? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is ridiculous. How are they getting more fan correspondence than us? Support at WrestleTalk.com, everybody. Uh, Eli says, uh, as I heard you and Ollie share awkward social interactions, I thought I'd share some of my own. Of course, we've all had the classic exchange with a worker at a movie theater where you say, enjoy the movie. And you say, you too. Or an airport mm. worker where they take your ticket and you say, enjoy your flight. And you say, enjoy yours too. I've learned to just be quiet in these moments. However, one of my most awkward moments came in high school. Oh, we have had this where the teacher is yeah. uh, using the student bathroom. We did have this. Why did this not get deleted? Because I was like, God, this remains. This seems very, very familiar. Terrible filing uh, system. Very sorry. Uh, so this one uh, comes from Kai. He said, just want to thank you all for all the laughs. Uh, you and keeping me, uh, not only me, but my family spirits high during this tough time. Live in America. Having hope and joy is very hard at the moment. So thank you, Ollie, for the dad jokes, Wonder Ollie, and amazing segues. Thank you, Luke, for the genuine energy that you bring during the videos in Quizzlemania. Thank you, Chopper Beat, for being such a sport for all you do for everyone there. Thank you to Laurie Blake for your snappy yet stern jokes that remind us of the start. Oh, he's not going to like this. That remind us of the style of James Corden. 
Whoa. Oh, send it. Copy that. Copy and paste it. Send it to send it to Laurie right now. We might have a live on air reaction via text. Go to Discord. Uh, do, you, do you think you, you bring you, genuine you energy to Quizzlemania? I mean, I did win a lot. Genuine energy. <laughs> just it's just a weird way to phrase it. Do you not think I bring energy? Sorry. I think you bring. I think you bring presence. I think if I was to talk about your contribution to Quizzlemania, I'd say uh, knowledge. Um, sort of what? What's the word when you carry yourself well as a champion? You know, like sort of sensitivity, or I don't know, respect, loyalty, hustle. You know that sort of stuff. Genuine mm. excitement. <laughs> None of this fame excitement that everyone else shows. Luke <laughs> loves quizzes. Uh, anyway, Kai finishes. Uh, thank you, everyone behind the scenes at Rest Talk, making it, uh, making it and all you do happen. Just being yourselves helps everyone in the world, and I have nothing but the utmost thanks for you all. Thank you very much for your very, very kind email. Um, this we've got an immediate. We've got an immediate update. Laurie Blake. An immediate update. Laurie Blake is typing. It's <laughs> <laughs> responsible. Wow, this is an ultra combo's worth of backhanders. <laughs> Snappy yet stern jokes that remind us of the style of James Corden. Sorry, this. I'm just picking apart your email, lovely person who's just complimented us all. Um, James Corden isn't as beloved in the UK as he seems to be rather inexplicably in the States. I was going to say, I mean, we basically chased him out of this country to be like, God, we are sick of your terrible... Could you please go away for a bit? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. I've got a much better deal mm. in America. They like me over there. It's kind of kind of like how we got rid of Piers Morgan for a few years. Oh, he came back he was... stronger. Well, that's because he was too liberal for America. Piers Morgan, too liberal for America, mm. so they sent him back. But yeah, we managed to get rid of James Corden. But he did come back recently for the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, which... I've not seen Gavin and Stacey before, but I did see the Christmas special. And I'm pretty sure what the, the main takeaway I had from that show is that everyone thinks James Corden is hilarious in the show. The whole show is designed to be friggin' hell, he's funny, isn't he? Bloody hell, he's a funny guy. We watched all of Gavin and Stacey after that because I hadn't seen them either. And it's it is it's more balanced. It's it's also uh the Ruth Nessa is the name of her character. She's also yeah. very funny. Um, but she's got a Welsh accent, yeah. hilarious. But back, back the, then, that is the joke. back then, Corden was funny. I don't know what happened. Um, this comes in from Jonathan, who says, "Hey everyone, hope you're doing fantastic. I have a question for everyone. Since SummerSlam's uh, tagline is you 'You'll never see it coming,' what are your realistic and outlandish thoughts that we would never see coming? I'm assuming hmm. there's going to be a show closer. My thoughts are healed John Cena or Roman Reigns returning to help the Fiend win the Blue Universal Championship. Whoa, John Cena would be a great idea. It's not going to happen, but it would be a great idea off of the back of the WrestleMania Firefly Funhouse match. Reigns." I don't see why he would get involved. Although, whatever. Uh, I've had predictions videos up later today. I, I sort of stole Brian Alvarez's one of Ric Flair coming back and turning on Drew and pairing with uh, Randy. So that's kind of one, but I, th I think we can see that coming now. I don't know. In terms of 2020 predictions, I read an article about how the Pentagon 
<clears throat> been quite liberal in declassifying UFO documents and signings recently. And it just it, it summarized with, you know what? Of all the years when an alien invasion could happen, this is the one. <laughs> so that's my that's my big life. You'll never see it coming. I think we're going to get invaded by aliens this year. Do you know what? Funny enough, my wife said to me this morning, this does feel like we're in sort of an end of the world scenario at the moment. And that maybe things just do need to end so we can just start over again. Mm. And just like because... And I was reminded because Austin Powers was trending yesterday on Twitter for whatever reason. So everyone it's was sharing movie. around. Well, it's a, it is a great movie and it proper holds up as well. Um, but someone, everyone was sharing around. One of my favorite moments from this is when he gets uh, thawed out and there's a Russian uh, intelligence officer there. And he's like, Russian intelligence, are you mad? It's like, Austin, the Cold War's over. We don't have to worry about them anymore. <laughs> it's like, ah, yes, good comrades. Those capitalist pigs finally paid the price. <laughs> no, Austin, we won. And he just goes, oh, yay, smashing groovy. Yay, capitalism. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, is that it? Yeah. What, what? <laughs> no, that was that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't go any more than alien invasion. <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? In in life in general, or just SummerSlam? Uh, I mean, uh, we, I tell you what, I'll use this as a way to plug SummerSlam predictions that'll be mm -hmm. going up later today over on the Wrestle Talk channel, um, and we'll be doing the SummerSlam live streams. It'll be myself. It'll be Laurie Blake. It will be Oliver Davis, and it will be Adam Blompier doing the live stream SummerSlam reactions. Can you believe it? All four of us in a not in the same room, but certainly in a virtual room together. I think oh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to having you back on the live stream reactions. Yeah, ideally we'd have everyone, you know, Pete, Louie, Andy, but it'll be just a gibberish mess if there's any more. Mm. We're pushing it with four, I think, uh, with video calls like that and watch alongs. Um, but yeah, it will be really good. I'm looking forward to it too. Good. Well, you can join us for that. So it's a bit of an update to the schedule for this week. No AEW podcast because AEW is not on Wednesday this week. Mm. It's on Saturday, which means there's no AEW podcast at all because the Ollie, sorry, Andy and Pete will be doing the SmackDown podcast. And we've got to prepare ourselves for SummerSlam and things like that. So there'll be no AEW review this week, I'm afraid. But uh, Pete, oh my God, I'm getting the names wrong. Adam and Laurie will be doing a big live NXT podcast review. So if you enjoy the NXT negativity, you'll enjoy it with the, <laughs> at this time with Super Chats. So uh, you can look forward to that on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.